0: InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Maybe you haven't heard about it, but citizen science has exploded in popularity with millions of everyday people contributing vast amounts of data regarding planet Earth. With more, here's InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Ecosystems, where living and non-living things work together in a community like forests or prairies, are subject to major impacts from climate change. To protect these highly valued areas, experts greatly need the regions monitored. Community scientists, also called citizen scientists, report millions of observations, but some consider their work a little less reliable than experts' data. However, our next guest and her team might have solved that problem. Dr. Rebecca Johnson, co director of community science at the California Academy of Sciences, joins us now. Dr. Johnson, your team produced a so called framework designed to make community scientists' data on plants and animals more usable and readily available to professionals. First off, how would you characterize this? A game changer?
1: Yeah, I would say that if more people would follow the steps and the recipe that we laid out in this paper, it could really be a game changer for using the millions and millions of data points contributed by community or citizen scientists by using those data to understand biodiversity change. Right now, if you look at species occurrence data, that's just data of where species, animals, plants, fungi, where they're found, the biggest source of species occurrence data right now in accessible databases come from people like you and me, from community scientists, uploading and sharing observations of plants and animals. And yet those data aren't fully used to their potential. And if folks who have the capacity to use these data in research and to make management decisions follow the steps, even part of the steps that we've laid out in this paper, we could be using all of these data to help understand biodiversity change and to use those data to make a difference.
0: And one concern about these community scientist observations is that they are not structured like traditional data that the experts gather. But your team produced this framework you're talking about to alter the community scientist's raw information in what ways?
1: If you think about what most of us think about traditional scientists, like professional scientists monitoring, we go out there, you know, and we have a strict protocol. We do the same thing in a certain way to ensure that the resulting data are useful. And we try to eliminate all of the things that might make data that we're collecting not as comparable to other data. So that's what professional scientists set up those protocols on the front end. And through community and citizen science, like the programs that we run through our department at the California Academy of Sciences, we encourage people everywhere to make and share observations of plants and animals. You know, if you see a ladybug in your backyard, take a picture and upload it. And that's a data point. And what we're proposing here in this paper are ways to take all of those unstructured data, observations that people take in many, many different ways, and basically apply protocols on the back end. So kind of reverse engineer all of those data together because we have so much data, we can do some modeling and other techniques to help us make those unstructured data more comparable on the back end instead of the front end, the way professional scientists would do it.
0: And applying these changes later is easier, isn't it, than asking all the community scientists to follow the same rules that the experts would?
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, we want as many people as possible to be involved in community science. We also want as many people as possible to realize that their observations can make a difference for protecting plants and animals. And so we want to lower the barriers to participation.
0: We're visiting with Rebecca Johnson with California Academy of Sciences, co-author of a study and framework that may help boost community scientist input into plans that protect forests, coastal areas, and other ecosystems. Rebecca, your group tested the framework to see that it accurately captured large-scale changes to ecosystems. What did you find?
1: We focus on a program that we run along the California coast, so these are data collected in the tide pools and in beaches through a program that we've run. We took all of the data that had been collected by community scientists along the coast using an app called iNaturalist, and we gathered all of those data together, and we compared the findings using those data from 2010 to 2019, and compared those with Regular surveys that are done by a group called Marine, the Rocky and Network of folks that have been doing long-term monitoring along the California coast. In that kind of protocol driven, these are professional scientists that take these data. And we compared the findings of those two ways of gathering data. And we found that by doing some of the manipulations that we talk about in our paper, that we could find kind of the same trends that were seen in the community collected data as the professionally collected data. But maybe more importantly, we also found that together those two sources of data give us insights that you couldn't get with either of those sources. So by combining this professional data with community collected data, we have a more powerful picture. You know, you imagine we have these amazing teams that are part of the marine network, but they can only be out, you know, the tide is only low (laughs) at certain times of the year, and we have a very big coastline. But those data are critical to understanding change along our coast. But if you add in the millions of data points from all over the coast that individual people can take, we add to the space and time and diversity of plants and animals that are observed. And we put those together and we can create or build a picture that's really powerful and stronger than we could have alone with either of those data sources alone.
0: And as the impact of community scientist work expands and more people get involved, what effect do you think that will have on the general public's desire to preserve and protect nature?
1: I've seen it through the participation of the naturalists of community scientists that we work with, that being out in nature and observing and paying really close attention to what we're seeing, to animals, to plants, to seaweeds, to seeing how things are changing. You know, it's by really paying attention and noticing, and sometimes it's by making and sharing an observation and uploading it and sharing it with a community that helps you pay attention in a different way. And I think we've seen, and I've seen personally, you know, I'm a professional scientist, and I've seen this by doing this kind of work, kind of shifting how I do my work, that I have noticed changes things that are due to climate change in ways that I wouldn't if I was just doing, you know, research on one plant or animal. But by noticing everything and by paying attention and knowing places really well, I've been able to see changes. And I think for all people to notice nature around them is a way to notice change and also a way to be more connected to nature and to be more involved in advocating for changes that we want to see to protect nature.
0: Rebecca Johnson with the California Academy of Sciences. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco.
1: You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks.